This is 100% Ska, the almost all-vinyl, all-Ska pseudo-radio show, with your host, DJ Ride Midnight, spinning the finest songs from across the genre. So roll up the rug, get ready to dance, and let the beat pick up your feet. Ska. I'm your host, DJ Ride Midnight, coming at you as always from our secret location deep in the heart of Jersey City. You just heard Big D and the Kids Table opening up with their song Hey, which was off their very first release that they put out on their own Fork in Hand Records. And I thought I would open up the show with some of the earliest Big D uh, music. Because this Friday, the brand new Big D album, Do Your Art, is going to be out uh, finally on Side One Dummy Records. Very, very exciting. And what is even more exciting is that I got to sit down with Dave McQueen to do an interview with him. And we're going to be listening to that interview a little bit later on in the show. But obviously, we got to listen to a little bit of music uh, just to get everybody in the right frame of mind. And so because we opened up with some really early Big D music, I thought I would kind of stay in that mindset and listen to some early mid-90s Boston area ska just to kind of get a sense of like where Proto Big D kind of came from, some of the earlier influences. So 
let's listen to some tunes here. We're going to start off with, of course, the Mighty Mighty Boss Tones. We're going to open up here with They Came to Boston, right here on 100% Sky. <laughs>
100% Ska, you just heard Seven League Boots with Anxious Hunger, featuring uh, Vinnie Newbell of Bim Scala Bim guesting there on trombone. Uh, before that, we had the Alstonians with a Grey Afternoon. Uh, before that, we had Bim Scala Bim uh, with Wandering Soul, and that comes off of their album Bones. And starting us all off there, the Mighty Mighty Boston's with They Came to Boston. And now, Let's take a listen to an interview with Dave McWayne of Big D and the Kids Table as we discuss all things Do Your Art and some other things that uh, Dave has been up to. Let's take a listen. Tonight's guest, Dave McWayne, has been a fixture in the Boston ska scene and the ska punk scene at large for over 25 years, and he's still going strong. Uh, He's the lead singer and songwriter of Big D and the Kids Table whose new album, Do Your Art, comes out on October 22nd. Dave, welcome to 100% Ska. Thank you very much. I'm pumped to be here. And may I add, that was such a great intro. But one of the best things to take away is that hearing the band name Big D and the Kids Table, like, you know, we came up with that name when we were like 17, 18 years old. So it's, when you said 25 years, I'm like, yeah, and the band name is going. <laughs> it, it is still it is still going strong. Um, so yeah. I, I've got to ask, just you know, personally, like in the context of well, everything. How have you been? Yeah. Oh, I think I think great. I mean, any musician out there or artist out there knows that you know today I got the CDs in the mail. I don't have the vinyl yet, but I got the CDs and some stickers and posters, and that's like the ultimate turbo boost Christmas, you know, because you finally, everything that's in your head is finally in your hand. And so, you know, today, the day we're talking is like the ultimate artist day of, I got the CD today. <laughs> yeah. Big D has released several uh, albums since 2013's uh, Stomp and Stroll, but it's been eight years since you've held in your hand brand new original content, uh, original songs that you've written. Any particular reason why it's, it's taken so long to have this moment? Well, I, yeah, we've been asked that a little bit, and I would say it's a couple different things. One is years just seem to go by like months these days. Like you blink your eye and you're like, whoa, what, what happened? You know what I mean? Like time just goes so fast, but that's for everybody. But we were keeping ourselves pretty busy. Like we usually put out a record every two years, some like an EP in between or something. And after Stop and Stroll, we did the Doped Up Dolly's record, The New Way Out. And, you know, Big D counted that as a, we counted that as us putting a record out. You know what I mean? Because we all together wrote music and put it out. But it never dawned on us that it totally doesn't count because it's just a different band name. And then after that release, I put out a a CD called Cuidado while some of the other guys were doing some other things. And so we were all active around that time, you know, going on tour, but doing music just in different spots. And then we put out our covers record of uh, some of our favorite cover albums. So we all kind of thought we were doing normal stuff. And then someone kind of just tapped us on the shoulder and said, you know, you guys haven't put out a record in like six years. 
And we were like, oh, I didn't, I didn't realize that. And so we got, we got right on writing right when they said that. But it took a couple years to finish it, you know what I mean, to choose the songs and, and, and press forward. So, yeah, I think it was just kind of an oversight on our part. <laughs> to, to, to crib the slackers better late than never. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like that. Joe Goodman says of the Boston's, your listeners will gladly wait longer for the right record than get the wrong record sooner. I fully agree with that. Now, the the title of the of the album, "Do Your Art." When I first heard that, you know, it's it's such a, a simple but really commanding statement. What was the the kind of like the inspiration to to name the album that lock to lock in on that name? Well, um, you know, when I first hit the pavement running with Big D in, in Boston, I was just completely surrounded by artists. You know, it's like a dream dream life. You know, you're, you're painters, you have poets, you have musicians. You know, in Austin, Massachusetts, that's where everybody lives, and everybody mingles. Even if it's different genres or different art, we all are together. And I just started getting, as America started to tighten up, because like you said, I've been doing this for 25 years, that like I've, I've been really able to, to observe America as a vagabond traveling person, which gives you a different, you know, outlook at, uh, on it. And as America's tightened up, and it, it's almost like all of us are just existing to pay our bills and then go to sleep and wake up and go do it again. And there's so much less free time for many of us that I started getting saddened by seeing so many outstanding guitar players, outstanding painters, illustrators, singers, hang up their art suit, you know, their super suit, just hang it up and go, you know... I just can't do it anymore. But it's not just that, because, you know, uh, just seeing these talented people stop. I didn't like that they felt they weren't good enough. They walk away from their art thinking, what was I thinking, right? And the reality of it is class inequality exists to the highest degree in America. So all the kids with fortunate parents or like parents that are connected in the industry have to be money or just they work for a record company or something, which is fine. I'm not putting down those artists. They should obviously do what they want to do, but they're going to get it first. And so for these people to think I'm not good enough when they're brilliant, it's just so saddening. And so I just want people to know that the deck, yes, the deck is stacked against you. So just do your art. You don't need to be the number one person in the world to be appreciated and you don't need to be making all this money so that people value you for your art because people don't value artists who aren't making top dollar. You know, just please keep doing it. It's what your soul sounds like. It's like the talent in you. And, you know, just to reiterate, it's just too, I've seen too many artists give up they were good enough. And I think that's really such an amazing mindset. And, and I hope more people do take that to heart. And one of the songs actually on the album that I saw is kind of a sister to the the title of the of the album and and that sentiment uh, is specifically the song Forever a Freak, which I think is such a positive anthem for, you know, all of us misfits and 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 outcasts and and what have yeah. you to keep doing just that to keep being a a misfit in such a positive way and that's exactly kind of like the song that I wish I heard more of in high school huh. because huh. I think it's such a like a a strong sentiment like don't be afraid to to be a freak yeah you're the first person I've had a conversation about that song with other than my band members so you know I appreciate that one out to you because because i love that song i love that song too and that's what we were called in high school we were called the freaks and i haven't really left being a freak in each 
mm-hmm. situation I'm put in since. Like I'm always the outcast. I'm, you know, I'm a dyslexic. I have dyslexia. Yeah. And so, you know, I just throughout my entire life, there's always been this you're different thing. And so I've embraced it, of course. And a lot of us who are different and learn to embrace it. But, you know, it's just kind of like minor threats album, you know, out of step. You know, I mean, they're saying it right there. You know, some of us are out of step with the way society is. And we might feel, you know, why do I feel so different than society? And it, maybe it's just the wrong time for you. Americans love music. Like, we, it reflects our character. Sometimes we want you to know more what we don't like than what we do like. I love the Misfits, and I don't like Taylor Swift. You know what I mean? Like, it's such a big deal, right? And, and with country and hip-hop, if you don't like those genres in some neighborhoods, the, the neighborhood won't like you. And so what I'm getting at is with, with all this character building of, of, of us artists, they don't respect the artist. You know, these kids, like what I assume Kurt Cobain went through, you're a freak your whole life unless you make it to a certain Black Mirror Twilight Zone threshold that finally everyone loves you. But most of us are still just freaks our entire life. And uh, it's about time that people realize that's the best way to be. I mean, to be original, to love what you love, to be confident to love what you love, I, I don't see any other choice. And, and I just feel for all those people out there who overthink that they are wrong for some strange reason, that they don't want to participate in things in society that they feel are silly and they're wrong for. It's, it's, it's just turning into a Twilight Zone episode. You know, I, and I think this song, that song is as relevant today, even with our ability to connect with one another like on the Internet and, and find our fellow freaks, you know, you know, back in the 90s, you know, I think we're, we, were, we both grew up at the same time. You were, it was so isolating because we didn't even have the Internet to say, like, oh, there's other freaks. We, we can find our, a little bit of our community. Yeah. But even nowadays, I think it's still so important to be reminded that you have that option. You have that, that freedom. To, to be that freak, to be that freak inside you. Yeah, and, and I don't know if you caught in the lyrics, but one of one of the more interesting, if I'm allowed to comment about my own lyrics, is throwing in the word nice guy. Like, you're a freak um, because you're nice. I think our our current American society is it's starting to accidentally go to this place where they think mean people are brilliant and kind people are stupid. And once society starts to kind of consciously and subconsciously think that, that's not that's not a good thing. Now you've got yourself a, a, a little band of freaks called Big D and the Kids Table, that's but right. uh, in in uh, 2020 the the world completely fell apart. Uh, I know you are in the middle essentially of writing and uh, recording Do Your Art late 2019 into early 2020, but when the the quarantine set in and everybody basically had to you know self isolate, how did you guys you know keep that energy? How did you stay connected to make sure that the album came to fruition? The lockdown really helped the Big D record because, you know, like we were saying with artists, sometimes artists get together after work and then they go have to find parking somewhere where they, you know, like maybe a rehearsal space. It's getting late and they have to kind of cram dinner or wait for dinner. What I'm saying is like society doesn't really have for the working class a really great system to get your art done. So the fact that the, the whole world stopped allowed us to go, oh, well, hey, do you guys want to do Zoom like two or three times a week or what have you? And it really felt like, which is one of my favorite 
times in music, the 15, the 14, 15, 16 year old time where you'd like have sleepovers and just literally just like listen to records and buddies, talk about the songs, you know, like head down on the carpet floor, looking up at the ceiling. We were just having a ball together. You know, we're all comfortable at our own house. We're not like in the snow trying to find parking to go to rehearsal space. And so it just allowed us to just hang out. And I think a lot of musicians know, usually when you start a band, it's with people you hang out with. I believe this is your first collaboration with Matt Appleton of Real Big Fish, who produced and, and engineered the album. How did that collaboration come together? So we started really like becoming buddies with Real Big Fish and Matt on the Vans Warped Tour. And on two different Warped Tours, Matt would say, you know, I'd pass my Barry saxophone in the bus if you guys, you know, would have me. And Barry saxophone is one of the greatest sounding instruments that, like, yeah, every day he would play with us. So he's kind of like the honorary Big D member. But then he is from New England, but had been living in L.A. for a very long time. And when we were on a Big Fish tour, he's like, you know, after this tour, I moved back to New England. And so when he said that, I was like, there. And he's like, Vermont. And I'm not too far from there. And I'm like, I was like, well, why don't we do the record together? You know, like, and so we were his friendship cushion from him moving back. You know, like, moving's hard. And so when he moved back, we were like, Big D's here for you. Let's write a record. And so it was just nice for him and it was nice for us. So that's how that came about. Yeah. Now, in addition to putting out, uh, you know, straight uh, albums, you've also done uh, or collaborated on doing a bunch of uh, dub versions of uh, Big D records and the songs. Do you have any you know, tracks in mind or any plans to do some dubs for Do Your Art as well? That's so interesting you're asking because the answer is yes. But then I just started recently going, like, so you're going you're gonna to get to that? And in my head, I was like, it can wait a little, it can wait a little longer because like, everything's crazy right now, the record coming out, the show coming. But I was just, I was just thinking about that like yesterday. So the answer is yes. And then we kind of have lined up a couple people who will do the dubs. And the, if you think you know that there's a couple sample tracks yeah. that are just samples. So I was like, wouldn't it be interesting to somehow make those dubbed songs? So, yes, it is part of the plan. But we're going to kind of, like, wait for the record to come out and find one of those, like, nice pockets of time when putting together something dubby is, is proper. Now, I'm going to hit you with a potentially big question here. Oh, but <laughs> Now, I see Big D in the kids' table. You guys have been around for 25-plus years, and you've basically been going consistently since the, the inception of the band. How does it feel to essentially emerge as what I see as one of the, the legacy bands that will forever define the Boston ska scene? Well, I, everybody kind of wants to give to the world something positive and, and, you know, with your art, something that people enjoy and are appreciative. So, you know, if it ever came to be that Big D has, has accomplished that, then that'll be a very humbling, wonderful thing for me. And, you know, like I said, I've always been an underdog. It's always just been about organically trying to be good with each other and friends. And so if a band that never looked for fame and fortune, if, if a band that never wanted really to be part of the big crew had a, an impact as big as you're saying, then I'll, I will feel really proud because that'll give me at least a little hope that it's just not all business. It's just not all numbers. It's just not all marketing shoved into your face. You like this band now. 
so it'll 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 let me know that underdogs out there can make a difference and, and make their mark. I think you have that made that mark, you know, in a way from becoming the underdog you've you have emerged because i think you know i think i first heard big d in the kids table on either one of the mashed up compilations or maybe maybe like scarmageddon when there was just a ton a ton a ton of boston area you know massachusetts area bands and some of them have come and gone some of them have stuck around but big d is one of those bands that have just you know said you know what we're going to keep on going and I yeah. think that, that that's just really appealing. And I think it's just, a, it's just a mark to say, like, just keep going. I've had some people say some funny things to me, like, no matter how hard my life gets, I always know Big D's going to be there. <laughs> and I got to say, your two cop names were impressive. Scarmageddon 3 and the Mash. Mash, is it Mash Up or Mash It Up? I forget. Mash, I think it was, the, uh, mash, yeah, it was Mash It Up. It was like a, yeah, a, those are the whole series there. Yeah, those are the first two pops we ever had. Now, speaking of being kind of, you know, inspiring others, uh, has there been any younger bands, newer bands, you know, ska or otherwise that have, have caught your attention and your ear recently? There's a couple ska bands coming up. You know, We Are the Union, Kill Lincoln, and Tap Bite. And I, I recognize and I see them, but because of the pandemic, I haven't been able to rub elbows with them that much. So, like, in no way do I want to just repeat the band names because I've seen them written. I want to make sure I spend some time at shows with them. I already know they're good bands. But, like, for me to have, like, a, an honest opinion, I got I to, gotta, you know, kick the ball around with them a little bit. I want to do some tours with them. Well, you're about to, to rub shoulders with two-thirds of those bands because you're going to have Kill Lincoln and Catbite supporting you for your album release party on October 23rd. Yep, I'm really excited about that. Yep, I'm very excited about that. I was the person who wanted those bands on the show, so it was, it was like intentional by me to be like, oh, how am I, I got to hang out with these bands. You guys want to play together? So that I could like hurry up our relationship. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like you don't get invited to parties, just pet troll party. Are you looking at any other upcoming local events, or have you even started talking about or thinking about doing a tour in the near future? We were lucky enough to have the Halloween show booked before lockdown, so we got that date in the books. But I think we have to wait until the spring to hit the road because it's like you can't get holds on clubs. They're all booked. So, yes, we are going to go on tour. It's just because of COVID and everything, it's, it's harder than usual. I'm excited to see you play it. At some point, hopefully, we'll get to catch you down to the New York City area. Oh, yeah. Now, uh, outside of Big D, you've actually written several books of short stories and, and poetry, and you've Ooh. even done some recorded spoken word. Are you working on any uh, other new material? My friend Will Davenport and I are working on this book that I'll tell you about, but we switched gears, and he started illustrating merch and some music, animated music videos for us. And we put our project on hold, but we're going back to it. And it's called Gravedigger. And check this out. It's crazy. So Gravedigger is a story uh, that he's illustrating. And I won't go into like the plot yet, but it's going to be the size of 12-inch vinyl so that the bookends, um, records go in the bookends. And I have this wonderful composer friend named Lou Banshee, who I've known since I was really young. And she wrote music, composed music to, to play while you read the book. And so it's kind of like an interactive record book. I want it to be really big, like the Gummy Berry book or like the NeverEnding Story book. So it's like, you know, it's good for two laps. You know, the idea would be you'd be with a friend, you know, sitting. And so you play the record 
and you read the stories. That's an amazing idea. When I read or, or whatever, you sometimes want to have a little bit of that, that atmosphere to help set the yep. case, whether that's their lighting, sound, whatever. So to have kind of an, an official soundtrack yep. to what you're reading is going to just really establish and set that mood, that the mood that you want your reader to have. I want to thank you again for stopping by the 100% Scott podcast. The best of luck to the new album. Hopefully we'll see you soon in person and we'll all be shouting about putting metal in the microwave. <laughs> thank you. And thank you for the kind words. A couple of things you said will keep gas in my tank for a while. Thank you. And I really do hope you enjoyed that interview. I had a blast talking with Dave, and uh, maybe you've learned uh, a couple new things about Big D there. So, of course, with Do Your Art coming out this Friday, we've got to play a track off the new record. And since we talked so much about Forever a Freak in the interview, I thought we should listen to it. So here it is. This is Big D and the Kids Table with Forever a Freak off their new album, Do Your Art, right here on 100% Ska.
just as a quick reminder, you can actually uh, still pre-order the album directly from Side One Dummy. Uh, we'll make sure that there is a link in the description of the episode. It'll get you right there. But I know you're all very smart cookies and you can use the Google and you can find that album yourself. There's going to be digital releases of that as well. So whatever your preferred way to uh, listen to music, it's going to be there for you. But 42 years ago, we did not have digital music. We only had records, uh, well, and tapes at that point. And two records uh, were released on uh, October 19th. 1979, 42 years to the date of recording this episode. And those albums are the self-titled Specials album and Madness, One Step Beyond. Uh, It's kind of crazy to think that both those albums were actually released on the same day. And so, of course, we've got to listen to some music off those albums. I know a lot of those songs, you've listened to them a million and one times. So I thought I would get pretty deep into the albums and pull out a few tracks that, you know, I know you know them, but maybe you haven't listened to them as much as, say, uh, One Step Beyond or A Message to You, Rudy. So we're going to start off here with the specials, and this is Dawning of a New Era, right here on 100% Ska.
this is 100% ska that was madness with Razorblade alley and before that we had the specials with dawning of a new era uh, as i mentioned just a moment ago both those albums celebrating their 42nd birthday today still still it's amazing to me to think that both those albums were released on the same day but also maybe there was uh, some marketing idea to that as well uh so we're just going to keep listening to some music here i don't really have that much else to say so let's get into it this is eastern standard time with el grappo right here on 100 sky
calling me on the phone, meeting me on the street, sending me emails. Saying Mr. Looks so foolish said that open season is now closed. Well, you're very brave, but the only difference between a rut and a grave is just death and you jump in deep this time. So let the punishment fit the crime. You have forced me to shame you in public. Let me be frank, you don't pull a knife on a tank. King of this gang, from bank to bank, give thanks. I'll spank your behind, cause I'm a lyrical papa. Yes, I am living it up, and you'll never live this down. And I would never covet your paper crown that you got with your burger. Attempted murder won't get you no further. If Sky DJ's a sheep, then I am the herder. With a whole heap of virtue, maximum amount. Dingo, I ate your baby, and she said it was very nice. Ah! Hey, smell like some broken night wind to me. A bad scent in the dark, but I fart it back at you. With a blast of this hot air, yes, it's hot. But this lyrics found was all about Kano, and I am venting on fire. Ha! I am the living torch. Learn as you watch me burn and turn the tables. I am Alpha and Omega. I am the ultimate fulfillment of the scat. Scat, Renaissance man with a marathon plan. Standing long and running strong. And I will hand your bottle to you. You write one song in two years and it's about me? Well, as they say, imitation is a sincere form of flattery. But listen here, DJ is my business on a daily basis. That's why you are a desert and I am an oasis. Why? Tell the truth now. Didn't I used to see your face before a razor touching? Smoking a spliff at my place, groove to the sky at my dance. Son, you way off face, so hide your face in this case. Cause I know a place where ain't nobody crying. I am not flesh and bone, I am wearing a mask, and I fool you. Said I fool you. I am a period at the end of your sentence, and this is my vengeance. You're way past repentance, but you don't take my arm as I bring you along on the next soundboard ball. My ball keeps bouncing right along. More lyrics in my morning shower One quarter of an hour Than you ever record in your whole life And while you did perform A fair characterization of a DJ I slay you in my sleep With styles to make you weep away where the people sail my way Cause they know my boat will ride in the flow And sink your barnacle dinghy in the bay Have cat season Just as I put down my guns And come out the kitchen With a new batch of sticky spongy buns You walk in thinking that you're right all time Well, some may say, better late than never, but I don't think so. And welcome back. This is 100% Ska, and you just heard Skitterbox with Hepcat Season. Before that, we had the Slackers with Baba Roots. Prior to that, a Monkey Business with Mistakes. And starting us all off there, Eastern Standard Time with El Guapo. And with that, we've come to the end of the show. Thanks, as always, for tuning in. Again, I really hope you enjoyed that interview with Dave. And like I mentioned before, uh, if you haven't already pre-ordered the album, there's going to be links in the description. Uh, be sure to pick it up. It's really amazing. But we're going to finish off here with uh, just one more track from the Boston area. And that's going to be The Void Union, who are a, a super group of sorts. And they're kind of based in Boston, but they've got you know, members from pretty much all over the East Coast. And what I'm going to play here is the very, very first song I ever heard from them. And while they are primarily an instrumental band, they tend to have a lot of guests come in to do vocal tracks. And that is exactly what we're going to be listening to here. This is Garden of Eden, right here on 100% Ska. Thanks as always for listening. We'll catch you next time.